guys, welcome back to episode eight of Simply Complicated, the podcast. My voice has gone on the fritz again. I'm not sick. I just sound like I'm struggling at life and that's okay. (laughs) I am really keen for this topic. When I was diving into what I was going to talk about this week, I was going through my Pinterest board because hello, Pinterest is life. And this theme kept coming up. Then I put it to my Brave Maker group. And by the way, they're amazing women. Um, and asked them if there was anything they like covered. And bang, two of them put, like they hit the nail on the head. So we are going to dive into today. Holding on to that which is no longer yours to carry. And we're going to like go on to all these little side streets off that. And I'm really, really excited because I too have carried the burden and the weight of things that were never mine to carry in the first place. And I'm going to pose some questions to you that you might like to journal about or whatever about. And um, we'll see if you get some new insight into all things you. Here we go. So I think this is a topic that is going to actually, you know, be relatable to all of us. So hands up wherever you are, let's make it really awkward. Like let's hope that someone's sitting somewhere really public or if you're in your car, I encourage you to take part. Um, Hands up anyone who has been carrying around, ruminating over, revisiting, replaying something that happened a really long time ago. All the hands go up. I'm sure of it. So I get it. It's human nature. And especially if you have an anxious mind or you are a perfectionist or if you believe that something within your life would have been different if you had have only taken a different path, if you are holding guilt, if you are holding shame, anything like that. If you are holding blame, um, all of those things, a lot of those heavier feelings, the gloomier ones, the ones that tend to feel dense, if you are carrying them around, whether or not you believe it, it will be affecting your life in so many avenues. It will be affecting the way that you move on a physical level. It will be affecting the foods that you choose to eat, no doubt, especially if you're an emotional eater. It will be um, messing with your default setting. It'll be influencing the relationships that you hold. It will be basically, it's your internal dialogue, dude. And if whatever you're replaying is and whatever vibe your thoughts are giving off, that will actually be affecting you on a cellular level. And by constantly replaying it, you're allowing something of your past to live in your future, in your present, which is your present is creating your future, right? So if you keep replaying something from your past, you are creating your future around that. Oh, isn't that just like, well, I don't want to be doing that. No one does. So that is why we are going to be having this conversation today. So 
something I want to ask you, the first question, and this is if you are going to journal this out, I really suggest writing it down now, or maybe I'll put it in the show notes for you. Um, Because if you're driving, be responsible. I don't want you to like pull over and um, try and jot this down. Gosh, my voice sounds revolting. But anyway, I sound like Milhouse. Does anyone remember that from The Simpsons when his voice starts breaking? But I, nevertheless, she persisted. So the first question, how is holding on to this serving you? How is holding on to this, this story, this event, this thing, this status in your mind serving you? Because it's got to be giving you something. Otherwise, we won't do it. We wouldn't do it. Why would we? Is it allowing you to stay the victim? Is it allowing you to hold on to the memory of someone that you perhaps didn't want to let go of? Is this preventing you from moving forward because you don't believe you're worthy of moving forward? It's got to be serving you and feeding you and fueling you in some way. It's probably not going to be a way that we like to acknowledge, but hey, we're all having a human experience here and we're all friends. I know for sure when I used to ruminate over things in the past, um, there was a lot of guilt and shame over situations and decisions that I made. And it wasn't until I actually believed that I was worthy and free to feel and safe to feel that I could actually let it go because it was serving me like the more that I'd keep bringing things up in my mind and holding on to them it was fueling that um, belief like I was gathering evidence by constantly thinking about these things um, and feeling guilt and shame and regret over whatever it was or the conversation or, or, you know, the decision or the mistake I'm using inverted commas. Um, and by thinking about it, it kept me stuck, right? It kept bringing that back, which kept fueling the fire that I wasn't good enough. I deserve to be punished again, inverted commas. I'm not worthy of being happy because of X, Y, and Z. That's how it was serving me. It was fueling that limiting belief until I decided that limiting belief was horseshit and I didn't want to be holding on to that anymore because I am worthy. So are you. Don't be shaking your head now. I am talking to you. You are enough. We are not the moments of our past that have lived behind us. We are the amazing women and people that we choose to become because of them. Right. The second question, what is the lesson? What is the lesson? What is the lesson of this whole entire, you know, clusterfuck of thing, whatever it is, the weight of this, like if it's grief, grief is such an immense feeling to carry around with you. And we haven't spoken about that on here a lot. Um, yet grief, what's the lesson of grief? Like, why is it here? And in my opinion, you can't rush grief. It comes with no timeline. It gives zero shits 
about whether or not you have heaps of things to do today before it sneaks up. But it is there to show you how much you loved and with what force. Big. Real big. What is the lesson of the mistake that you made? I'm guessing you've figured it out. If you haven't, start thinking about that. What did I learn from this? Wow, I didn't know that until I did that. It's let it give you food for thought. Let it be the reason that you don't do things a certain way or you do do things a certain way. Have a think. Play with it. What is the lesson in this shit show of a thought process that I'm sitting with right now? What is the lesson? What did I learn? What can I take? Where's the silver lining? What do I now know to be true that I didn't know before? That's a cool one. If you don't like lesson because it may like brings up school things. What do I now understand to be true that I didn't know before? Because you can't hold yourself to a standard that you weren't ready to be at before. Like you can't get really annoyed at yourself for not understanding what you didn't know. That doesn't seem right, does it? So cut yourself some fluffing slack because that's how it was meant to unfold. It was always going to unfold how it was going to unfold. But you are only a victim as long as you choose to be. I'll say that again. You are only a victim as long as you choose to be. Now, I bet your bottom dollar there are some people who are triggered by that statement who are saying, but this happened, but that happened. And far out, I totally get that. There are some heinous things that go on in this world and people have experienced things beyond what is right or fair or just or humane in this world. I get that. I would love this to be an invitation for those people who are triggered by what I just said. You are only a victim as long as you choose to be. Two, when they're ready and only when they're ready, choose to be the woman that they want to become because of that experience not living a life defined by that experience when you're ready again these things take processes we can't rush them and you may not be at your healing journey where you're ready to turn this really dark instance into something positive but I do believe I do I really do believe that each of us has the capacity to rise I believe that each of us has the capacity to make you know like the darker days shift I believe that we can always do something great with our lives regardless of the foundation of like the shaky foundation that you know has shaken our castle I believe that now the third question 
Who am I without this story? Who am I without this worry and concern and the weight of this? Think about it. Again, it's coming back to how is this serving you, this weight? How is this serving you? Who am I without this story? Who are you when you don't have to carry that burden anymore? The fourth question. What can I replace it with? This is where it gets really cool. So whenever we take something away and we let go of something and we decide that we don't have space for it, we literally remove a thought process, a feeling, a story, whatever it is, an energetic attachment to something. Whenever we actually decide to like, I'm like, if you could see me, I'm like reaching into my heart. Well, not like into my heart. I'm like grabbing at my chest and I'm throwing it away. Like I'm actually grasping something around my chest and throwing it away, away from my body. When you have done that and you have created space within your heart and in your soul and in your being, you need to replace it with something else. Something beautiful, something that you want your life to be about, something that feels great, something that's motivating, something that's inspiring to you, something that feels free and uplifting and doable and like your future, something that's a little out of reach as well, because we dream big here. Call that in, pay attention to that. Be aware of that. Embody that. Attune to that. Call it in. Anchor to it. That is the magic, my friend. That is who you want to be. That is what you want to replace this heavier um, feeling and story. And it's not like it hasn't served a purpose because it has. Because you're here. We are not what has happened to us, but we are who we choose to become because of it. And that we get to choose every single day. And we get to choose whether we are living in the past or we are co-creating our future. And to think that you don't have to work at your thought process and your belief system and everything to get the future that you want, then honey, you are off with the fluffing pixies because we all do. We all have to co-create and check in and choose and um, reevaluate and edit our life frequently and ruthlessly so that we are constantly where we want to be. Because these thoughts and the same fears and the old belief systems, they're tricky. They will come back and they will shape shift so that they look a little different. But actually, if you get down to it, and you know how we've spoken about before, about how um, you can shape shift and change things and turn it all around and reverse engineer it and find out, like, why am I feeling this way? Why is this coming up for me? More often than not, it's one of the three limiting beliefs that you will have. It'll be the same three things that show up in some way, shape or form. And they just like 
look a little different each time and that's the work. That's the work that we need to do to constantly be on our best game, to embrace the seasons of our life and show up to our A game, with our A game. Again, you are only a victim as long as you choose to be. So how do you stop getting sucked into someone else's downward spiral? Ooh, we've all had this, whether it's something as major, like if a partner or a loved one or a work colleague is going through something intense, it is so beautiful in our human state that we want to be there and fix it and help them and support them through it. That is what true friendship, relationships and all of that companionship is all about. But there comes, there's got to be boundaries and part of the human experience, especially if you're quite empathetic, um, where you feel other feelings and you feel things so deeply, it's so important to have boundaries. Boundaries is not a dirty word. Loving boundaries because it's like the whole thing where if you put the oxygen mask on, on the aeroplane, you need to do it first before you are any good to anyone else. Like you are uh, no help to anyone if you are strung out, maxed out or like spent on the floor. If you want to be an emotional um, pillar for someone, then you for sure have to protect yourself from feeling everything that they are feeling so deeply that you too are down on the ground with them. You know what I mean? Or if like Sally from, you know, accounting is having a real bitch of a day. It's so easy to match that vibration if it's in front of you. You mirror that. We all do. But I'm going to come, I'm going to give you some points here. First one, it's not your job to save or fix everyone. It is not your job to save and fix everyone I know it makes like it's great to want to help but it's not your job to save and fix everyone this doesn't mean that you don't care because you do care absolutely you care and so you should but it's not your job to save and fix everyone who's going but 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 no (laughs) It is not your job to save and fix everyone. Second point, listen. Listen to them. Listen. Listen. Okay? You have to, like, you... We have to, we, we, this is something I'm always working on as well. The importance of listening and actually hearing what someone else has to say is like the best thing that you can do to support someone. Hear them. See them. 
Hold the space for them. You don't have to rescue someone else from their pain. You can't. You cannot. But you can be there and you can get down on the ground with them and hold their hands and look in their eyes and say, I see you. I see your hurt. I see your pain. I've got you. You don't have to say, there's a silver lining to everything. Like, it's going to be okay. That is, like, honestly, one of the most frustrating things, like, (laughs) that you can say to someone when someone is in it and they are in the pit of whatever it is that they're going for. They don't need you to be like spouting bumper stickers off at them going like what we just spoke about. How is this serving you? Where is the lesson? Like that is not the time when you guys are on the bathroom floor together. That is not the time. Oh my God. You know this though. There is times if someone comes to you and says, I need your help. What do you think? That's your invitation to have an opinion on it. Otherwise, be there. Listen. Hear what they are saying. Make eye contact. Touch. Human touch. You know, hold the space. Okay, then third point, their path is not your path. Their path is not your path. As much as you want to fix it again, understand that their path is not your path. You guys can walk together, but at some points you're going to come apart apart and back and apart and back. Their path is not your path. Honor your needs. Honor what you need. This is so important because when we honor what we need, we give other people permission to do the same. If you ha- like, if you know in your heart of hearts that if they just got up and did some exercise and if they just did this, they would feel so much better. Yeah, great. But you telling them to do that is probably not going to help. But you living your life by honoring your needs and living that way and doing the exercise and moving your body and eating really well, that is going to be far more of an example by rather than pointing out what you think that they should do to feel better because you can't make anyone do anything. The best way to encourage someone to live an uplifting and... um, motivating and light life is to go out and live a motivating light and inspired life yourself like you should see my hands I'm like got one hand holding this microphone the other one's like all jazz hands all around and the third the I don't know how many points this is now but the, the other thing is lose the guilt for you You're allowed to be happy even if they are not. You are allowed to live your life even if they are not. 
like out there actively living theirs. More people sitting in the trench does not make the trench more comfortable. Getting down on the bathroom floor and letting them know that you're there, checking in on them, um, being there, sitting with them, that human touch, letting them know that you see them. I keep coming back to this because it's so important. One of the nicest and the best compliments I've ever got was from one of my friends offer. And she says, I see you. I see you. And I was like, oh my God, that is like, man. And how nice. And I, it is to, if someone shares something with you, you don't make it about you. Oh, I remember when this happened to me and da, 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 da. You say, wow, I hear you. I see you. How awesome that is for you. And this is definitely something that I'm working on <laughs> as well. I'm aware that I do that sometimes. And I know I, there's a fine line there because there's strength in vulnerability. <clears throat> and it's also so nice for other people in their dark times to know that you felt this too, that other people have felt this too. But there's also, we've got to be really discerning with, where we divulge that information about our experience so as to not detract from someone else's. Yeah. So big, lofty, fluffing topic. There is so much that we carry around and think and replay that isn't ours to carry. And there is so much that we ruminate on and worry about and climb in the rabbit hole with when other people are going through something and we feel like we need to be in there with them. We don't. We can't. I mean, we can, but then everyone's, you know, feeling the weight of it. The best thing we can do for someone who is going through a rough time is to be there next to them and letting them know that we've got them. But we don't have to mirror them to be their best help. We can to them. And now if you, getting back to the first part, if you are ready to let go of that which isn't yours to carry and you've workshopped the shizzle out of it, you know what I love to do. I am a massive advocate for writing until it's right. We write until we no longer feel it anymore. You write until you've got to your conclusion, you've made peace with it. And then I love to burn it in a safe but containable fire. Um... I love to get rid of it. That way it is officially out of your mind and onto the paper and up into the cosmos in the beautiful ashes that, you know, it's symbolic. It's a ritual. It's ritualistic. That's my favorite way to release that which is no longer yours to carry. But if you catch yourself, you can do it whatever you like. Hey, I often, I know as well, um, that something that always works for me if I catch myself thinking or feeling I do exactly what I was just explaining before I imagine that that thought that feeling 
or whatever it is, is in my, that ball of energy is I can grab it and I can release it within my hands. Like I can scoop it up, clench my fist and throw it away. I've been at the beach before experiencing this and I went down to the water and I envisaged the thoughts running from my mind down my arms and off my hands into the water I just gave them a little swish and off they went. That is the sort of symbolism and um, intuition and thought process that I want you to start to be able to bring to your life. This, and, you know, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, but if you catch yourself and you check yourself and you are carrying something that's not yours, flick it off your shoulder like toy toy. You know, it's a conscious choice to remove it from your person. It's a conscious choice to evacuate it from your soul. Do something symbolic of that and do it as often as you need to. You might look like you are dead set swatting flies. <laughs> Who cares if it helps you, sisters, you like knock yourself out. You do it all the time. Let me know if this has thrown any light bulb moments on for you. If you have a new understanding about why you might be holding on to um, these thought processes or anything like that, because I love hearing about your light bulb moments. That is what this is all about. These conversations are matter. If you feel like any of your friends could resonate with this, I would love you to share. As always, if you feel like leaving a review, I would be so, so grateful. <sighs> we did it. I love these chats with you guys. And I have a very special um, conversation coming to you next week with the beautiful Nicole Matheson, who is a relationship coach. And I know you are going to love her. Like, share, subscribe, friends. Let me know what you think. Have a great week. And don't carry anything that was never meant to be yours. Bye. Thank you.